What's up, everybody? You are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I am here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. Today, we are talking about doing another list episode, and we're talking about our favorite non-Big 3 superhero comics, and what that means is the Big 3 being Image, Marvel, and DC. As an American, it's really hard to find like actually indie superhero comics, so most of mine are like Dark Horse, IDW, which is... To me, almost the same as the big three, but it's it's hard. To yeah, it's really. Stuff. Yeah, I, I was really kind of like struggling there a little bit as well. So yeah, that that was the aim of the episode. I'm not too sure we've. It's probably you know if readers do get into listeners do get in touch, it probably. Well, what about this one? What about that one? Yeah, please send us your submissions. Yeah, <laughs> because I was, I was struggling to come up with some uh, myself. Definitely. All right, I'm gonna do. We'll start with one that's a little less known because the rest of mine are pretty obvious. I'll do a dark horse title first. It's yeah. called. The Black Beetle, uh, written and drawn by Francesco Francavia. It is, I guess, technically less of a superhero, more of a pulp hero, uh, like a Doc Savage type deal or something like that. Really, there's not a lot to say. It's just like pulp action, constant action, kind of in the vein of the spirit. Um, if you've seen Francavia's work before, he actually drew the spirit for a while, which is why I make the comparison. Um, it is just like a street level hero in a ridiculous outfit beating up bad guys, uh, no superpowers, no... I mean, I guess there's a little bit of, like, magic-y stuff, but uh, he's just a guy that punches stuff. And Francesco Francavia is a very classic-looking artist. He really reminds me of, like, those old pulp comics and his... Specifically, his color work, if you look... He does a lot of, like, movie posters and stuff, so you might have even seen his work if you've seen anything like that. But, yeah, his art is to die for. And he does, I think, a four-issue miniseries and then a like little graphic novel and uh, the black beetle. I love that stuff. Do you want that's a little bit similar to that? And that's the lobster Johnson comics yes. from the Hellboy universe. So again, very much, I'm not too sure if he counts as a superhero, but is very much this pulpy noir character that initially exists in the Hellboy universe as a fictional character, but actually turns out to be someone that actually does have an existence within the Hellboy universe. I kind of love the throwback nature of the character and how it's a little bit meta. So Hellboy as a character, not Hellboy as a character, Lobster Johnson as a character is a, a recurring uh, thing that uh, appears as stories within the Hellboy universe. But then, you know, he eventually appears in his own um, series of trade paperbacks as well, which are really mm. enjoyable, as is pr- probably everything in the uh, Mike Mignola's uh Hellboy universe as well. That is fantastic because my next one was actually just the Hellboy universe in general. Yeah, it's yeah. like a superhero universe to me, yeah. basically. Because I mean, at some point, people are flying and they're fighting kaiju and they're punching him in the face. It's pretty much a superhero universe at some yes. point. And yeah, that was my whole thing. And I was specifically thinking about, yeah, Hellboy himself and Lobster Johnson. I try to keep a shelf of every existing uh verse book and i think i've got almost all of them right now oh because i love that i don't think i've talked about it much on um uh, on the show but yeah i love the bprd and the mignola verse and abe sapien and all the series and they just put out a lobster johnson omnibus or i should say they're actually they probably is out by now yeah so there's a new big hardcover of all the lobster johnson and it's going to be here in like two weeks so yeah now you've got me pumped about that and i completely had forgotten but yeah, that's my yeah. pick. It's basically the same as yours. Yeah, I think yeah, Hellboy is he's a 
it's kind of it's fascinating how like that universe is expanded i think in terms yeah. of how how that character has been reinterpreted in kind of movies and novels and there's a great social how you'd be able to get hold of it now but they had these animated movies of the hellboy yes uh, cartoons and i'm not too sure where they would be available now they um, used those, to be on amazon but that was like four to five years ago well those cartoons were really really well done and i think they probably the best uh, adaptation of the hellboy character i think i think they're better than the movies there so i think it's my choice next and i've I've got to go with like the obvious one i was struggling whether or not to include this because technically dc was the publisher at one point um well dc Mm -hmm. slash vertigo and it's uh, Kurt Busiek's Astro City. Oh, yeah. It's an American superhero anthology comic book series centered around the fictional city of Astro City. It's got, uh, you know, it's just Busiek's kind of love letter to superhero characters and the variety of stories that superheroes can be in, involved in. And you now they've got their versions of the, the Fantastic Four, Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, uh, Captain America, and there's just this deep well of mythology that is kind of readily apparent in in the in the universe of the of the comics. You know, it's been going on for years and years, and there's so many trade paperbacks. My recommendation for a, a really good uh, kickoff point, and I think it's probably one of the finest superhero comics I've trade paperbacks I've ever read, is the uh, second collected uh, volume, which is Confession which uh, focuses on their version of kind of a Batman street-level character who um, forces fashion. He, you know, the, the name of the character is The Confessor. And it's just one of the finest superhero comics stories that I've, I've read in, in like forever. So it's definitely one of those ones where I, I will go back and read them again. Yeah, you know, Kurt Busiek's work. He's got various artists that, that, that uh, worked on it. And I just, I love the universe. I love the, the, the stories that he's he's written in there. And you know, the art's superb and Busiek's writing is fantastic as well. I honestly feel bad that I forgot to put this on my list now because I love <laughs> Astro City. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It is, yeah, it's incredible. It's like a very, I don't want to say realistic take, but it's like a very adult kind of it's definitely more realistic it's it humanizes the superheroes a lot more yeah and kind of it's not adult in terms of like there's lots of like dongs and swearing and stuff like that it's just more kind of a a little bit more of a grown-up look at yeah mature is the wrong word like sophisticated is the wrong word it's just really well done superhero stories that doesn't talk down to to the reader yeah, I, I really enjoy that stuff. Man, I need to get more of that. I think next I'll do... Man, I'm stuck between a few of these because I know I can't fit them all. I'm going to say Exo Manowar by Matt Kint uh, from Valiant Comics was one of the first series I started reading in in single issues monthly because I read a long, for a long time just in graphic novels until I started reading monthly. And uh, he's got various artists, but... I know nothing about Exo Manowar, and I hazard to say that I still don't, even after reading this multiple <laughs> times. Um, but it's just a fantastic arc of, I guess it's a superhero. It's it's a sci-fi like space epic. Um, it's him moving up the like military chains, and then you know there's a like it's okay. Now that I'm talking about it, there's you know there's some soap opera drama. There's some family stuff, some super villains. It's very superhero-y, but it's. 
Um, Matt Kent has a way of doing like very making mundane things super interesting and kind of taking things that would be very, very insane and superhero-ish and turning them into kind of relatable things like Ether. I know you've read Ether. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Kent is a fascinating writer. He's he's the, 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 the breadth and of stuff that he kind of, he writes about and kind of the variety of stories that he's tells. I think it's really interesting, but it's still got that same sort of, like fingerprint on them if that makes exactly sense. Yeah. All, yeah he works with a lot of similar themes too like i've i've only read i think by him department h ether and this i think is all i've read by him and yeah. um there's a lot of same themes running through it and he just he goes left when you think he's gonna go right and he kind of subverts a lot of the things that you think are gonna happen and i really yeah. enjoyed that it's, and then i mean i really enjoy the fact that he goes super weird Sometimes yeah. like really like, whoa, okay, yeah. So, yeah, you have no idea what's going on yeah. sometimes, which I love. Yeah. And uh, I will say the art for the very first and the very last arc of the run is by, I'm doing this off memory. So it's, I think it's Tomas Giarello. Yeah. And he works in a very interesting way where it's only pencils. Oh, I should, maybe not only pencils, but no inks. There is no ink in his uh, drawing at all. And so it just looks completely different than anything you you'll see okay. pretty much anywhere. And I, I just love to look at it. Okay. Like that, but. Okay, cool. I, I've never, when I was growing up, I did see a lot of like Valiant comics. I think Valiant and Acclaim, I think they were, uh, well, uh, they, they, they published comics at the same time at some point. And I never jumped to it. So I saw, you know, XL Man of War, there's um, Bloodshot. They've got their own entire yeah. superhero universe that I'm not, familiar with at all so it's probably uh, worth checking some of those out um as well i think so um the next one that i've got on my list um is malibu comics the malibu comics universe i'm not too sure if you're familiar i'm these. not uh, okay so basically you know it's kind of it, these were um so it was a comic book universe that was uh, made in the like in the nineties, and they had and the, you know the two the the two comics I'm gonna uh, pick out are basically Prime, which is basically if uh, Shazam was uh, given his powers by weird scientific experiments um, okay. instead of like magic. So that's that you know I I enjoyed um, I enjoyed reading reading those and uh, Foxfire, which was a character that was created in a crossover with marvel universe so marvel eventually ended up buying uh malibu comics and then subsequently did nothing with the universe which i found and i don't think any of the characters have crossed over into the marvel universe as well so i think that's um quite sad because there, there are some interesting comics that they tell uh um that they interesting comic book characters that malibu had created so um I'm just wondering, kind of, with the expansion of the MCU and into uh, the, the the multiverse, if uh, Malibu Comics might be uh, making a comeback. They were quite big in in the '90s. They had uh, like cartoons and live action TV shows. But the, uh, the 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 two comics that I remember particularly reading, and it's been years since I've I've read them, um, are Prime and Foxfire. Uh, I, I I quite enjoyed reading those uh, two Malibu uh, comic book series. Um, but it's been years since I've read them, so I can't really go into too much detail about um, like the artists and the writers and stuff like that. But I do kind of have fond memories of uh, of, of those two titles. 
I'm looking this up right now. I've never heard of any of this, but it looks yeah, insane. Probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very much kind of like a, a lot of the titles were kind of like mimicking existing like Marvel, DC uh, image titles at the time as well. So um, I think it's very much trying to do like the image thing where they're trying to create their own superhero um, uh, titles and stuff like that. But um, it, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed those titles. And there, there is one sequence in one of the uh, Ultraverse. That's what they what they call their universe, the Ultraverse, where I'm. They've got a, a weapon in there that I'm going to be stealing for one of my stories that I haven't written yet. So that's another <laughs> reason to check and see if you can uh, figure out which weapon it is that I'm going to use in one of my future stories. <laughs> that are right. So yeah, it was Foxfire was written by Ian Edgington and Dan Abnett, which are both still like great comic writers i just yeah. have never heard of this before yeah is, yeah it's so it's a weird short run comic that was created towards the end of uh the malibu comic existence really but yeah i, I quite enjoyed that that's nuts okay um i think i got one more here i've got okay i've got a couple more well three two uh, two or three more but yeah let's go let's uh yeah. let's go i got a couple more if you got more so yeah <laughs> i would just yeah. yeah yeah um i'm gonna say this is a pretty a uh, popular one, but Black Hammer from the Dark Horse. Um, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be on there. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I, was thinking, uh, I was thinking about including Black Hammer and Black Science. Um, oh, because I think Black Science really is if the Fantastic Four were um, sociopaths, basically. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've yeah, never um, thought about it like yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Black Hammer is a fantastic uh, superhero comic. Yeah, there's like uh, I don't even know what to say about it because it's it's been like all over comics since it came out, and it, yeah, I guess it's died down maybe the last year, but it has been still. Just, Jeff Lemire has been prolific. So Dean Ormston, Jeff Lemire from Dark Horse, Black Hammer. If you haven't heard of it, it's just like a great look at Silver Age superheroes. Well, it's all ages of superheroes probably, and through just a lens that you've never seen them through before, and it is beautifully illustrated. There's a lot of it. There's a mini series. There's a main series. Um, I would recommend like every part of it. I have not read a bad Black Camera book. If you don't want to dive into the main series, it's too long or something. Just pick up a mini series. It's equally great. You don't need to know anything. Uh, they're awesome. There's not much else to say about them. Um, how many trade paperbacks are there in the um, Black Camera? Because I think I'm like on the fourth volume, where Black Hammer daughters find kind of finally able to enter the enter the uh, area yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah i don't um, i think there's yeah. four or five because i have them in yeah. two giant library yeah. editions okay okay and then yeah, there's but, like six miniseries yeah i haven't read any of the miniseries yet they're very oh, available so on you know again shout out to, to libby i think the, all the black hammer trade paperbacks and side projects are available at least at Barnet Library on Limby. So yeah, give those, give, give you know, check those out um, uh, if you can. Um, so where I was, so I've, uh, I've done, okay, so the next one is kind of quite an obvious one. Again, I wasn't too sure whether to include this because I think Vertigo maybe were the publisher at one point. Um, and that's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen oh, yeah. by Alan Moore. And it's basically, um, I've got, so my also corrects really funny. <laughs> On my um, <laughs> on my note taking app, I've 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 got a uh, pubic women Avengers. Um, I think what that's meant to say is um, 
I think it's meant to say is it's a public domain Avengers. Oh, you think so? I think so, yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, I don't know why it's uh, uh, corrected to the the, the previous thing. So yeah, basically it's um, a group of uh, uh, public domain characters. You've got um, Mina Parker, you've got um, uh, uh, Mr. Hyde, the Invisible Man, all these kind of like pulp Victorian era characters that are brought together to fight uh, this great evil. And the first trade paperback is kind of conventional, but then it goes off into typical Alan Moore, really weird esoteric um, territory, um, kind of about the, the, the nature of existence and legacy and, um, you know, the futility of trying to fight against certain, um, forces as well uh various artists have worked on it um uh as well but yeah it's yeah you know, alan moore doing superhero comics i think it's probably the last set of superhero comics that he's done um so yeah don't watch the movie because the movie's horrible but um oh, yeah the, the the actual uh the actual uh comic book series are are, are really good yeah i, I think that's um, one of his classic things. I actually haven't read all of it. There's so much of it, and I think he yes, finished think, it like not yeah, three I've, or I've four not years ago. It. I've not, I've not finished oh. them yet either. So there's more to enjoy as well. Like most Alan Moore comics, they are dense as hell. They take yes. forever to read. Yes, which is a good thing, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I'm gonna throw up look, my last two. I already have talked about on the show, but they're just fantastic. So I'm gonna bunch them together real quick. Um. I've talked about the hero by David Rubin before. Yeah. Uh, it is a Hercules story, but very much changed into, well, it already is a kind of superhero mythos take. Uh, superheroes actually appear in the book and it is, it really connects the dots that were obvious. And you probably thought of about them before of the, like the, the hero's journey and how that relates to, you know, how Hercules and Superman are kind of the same in that aspect. And I, I think that fits also Dark Horse, basically all my books are Dark Horse. Um, <laughs> and then Mr. Invincible, which we talked about yes. uh, a couple months ago. I, I thought that was fantastic. It's not really like superhero stuff, but it's enough superhero stuff that I wanted to put it in this list just because yeah. it's amazing. Okay, so um, I've, I've got two more. I'll, I'll kind of quickly re uh, recap them as well. So my next one is Captain Underpants. By Dave, <laughs> Dave Pilkin. You know, it's, you know, I, I've only read uh, a couple of them. They're really funny. The, um, you know, chock full of jokes. Um, the, the, <laughs> Captain Underpants actually does uh, ha- gain superpowers um, in the uh, second trade paperback that I read. So, yes, yeah, so they're just, they're really funny. He, he is a superhero, I guess. <laughs> um, I suppose, that exists, yeah. <laughs> that exists in that, um, in that universe but it's you know it's just a really great tale of um friendships and gags and just silliness um and then my last one i was i wasn't too sure if this counted as a superhero comic but um, i'm I'm including it anyway and that's concrete by paul chadwick um it's about a man that is abducted by aliens and his consciousness is put into um a concrete body it's sort of like a reimagining of the thing 
storyline from the Fantastic Four, but it's very much set in a universe where there are no other superheroes and it's treated very seriously. And a lot of it's to do with how uh, concrete um, copes living on Earth inside a body that's no longer human and uh, how various forces um, like the military forces pull on him and uh, to do to do certain things and how he struggles to find his place on a planet in which he no longer uh, you know he's very much an outcast and no longer has a, a place where he fits in and I you know I think the series is unfinished um, basically and I don't think it will be finished so it's a little bit unsatisfying when you read the complete um, a concrete story because you just think, well, where's where's the ending? But they're, they're so well written. The the characterization and the artwork are are fantastic, and it's a it's a kind of a, a brilliant sci fi character study uh, as well. So yeah, uh, that, you know that's my last pick. I I've actually never read much concrete. I think I started I think to I've get dis- into it once. Yeah, I think we we've discussed it uh, a little bit before, and I remember you saying you. you, you hadn't read much of it but yeah it's i really enjoyed it um it's been a, a it's been a minute since i've read it but yeah um is i i think they're you know it's a really good uh uh kind of examination of well, how would you react if that sort of thing happened to you as well so yeah i didn't actually know it it wasn't complete like it never had a concrete ending well, that's my that memory of it i mean because i read a like this was like oh, 15, 20 years ago now when I read and originally read it um, and the book said it was the complete concrete, which I'm, you know, maybe in the, 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 the uh, sub- subsequent period, more stories have been published, but when I read it, that was all the stories that they had. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we've decided here that uh, some of the best superhero comics are just not superhero comics at all. Yes. And <laughs> well, they're not huge fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a couple of big hitters that we've um, uh, missed out. I think there's something called that Black Meridian or something. Um, oh, what was it called? Yeah, there's a couple of big hitters that we've kind of missed out. We haven't touched on much of the the Valiant um, universe, and there's a whole you know Japanese superhero things that we've not touched on, like things like Astro Boy that I've read a few things of. But yeah, so there's you know a whole bunch of things that people probably say oh why didn't you list that why didn't you list that but yeah um can't read everything sadly yeah but it was nice um let us know guys if you want us to do more lists or if you'd rather just you know if you prefer the single graphic novel reviews uh either way is good for me i like to i like to do these lists sometimes because it uh just gives me like five to ten new things to put my list to to read so it's nice to get some more stuff to read but um let us know what you prefer. Follow us on Instagram, See Through Panel Podcast. Uh, send your submissions over to See Through Panel at gmail.com. What else am I forgetting? There's always so many things. Um, if you can donate to the, the podcast through the Tip Jar, the link should be included in the podcast description. And yeah, just you know, just get in touch, guys. And um, we're, we've gotten a bit better at uploading the episodes onto youtube so you can uh, definitely check us out on youtube as well and there's a, 
I'm not too sure when this episode is going to come out, but there's potentially some quite big things happening with my other podcast, Audiobookish. So yeah, just uh, check that one out as well. Awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.